chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, uh, it's on a page, as you can see there. Uh, if anyone knows what page and could shout it out, that would be great. 972, page 972. Thank you very much. Page 972. Uh, and I'm actually going to read from verse 21, which may or may not be on page 972. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Uh, these are some words of Jesus from right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, that great uh, and famous uh, chunk of Jesus' teaching. So Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to read from verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, drive out demons, and in your name, perform many miracles. But then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. The streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. It's a famous passage, isn't it? And I'd encourage you to, to keep it open. Uh, and the story itself is pretty straightforward, the parable that Jesus tells, isn't it? It's a story of two builders. Uh, and as we think about that question of what would make 2024 a better year for us, I think it's going to be really helpful to have a look at what Jesus has to say here. Uh, now, we're going to start with the first builder, okay? And uh, children, if you've got the Bible open, maybe you could have a look and help me out here. The first builder, what does he build on? You find it there at the end of verse 24. What does the first builder build on? Yeah, a rock. Thank you. Okay, he builds on a rock. Uh, now, it doesn't say it here in Matthew's gospel, but in, uh, uh, when Luke tells this uh, story, he says that Jesus said that um, the wise man actually dug down through the sand and the gravel till he got to the rock uh, to build his house. Now, why do that? Why build like this? Well, I, I think what we're meant to see here is that... Um, the, they're both building, both builders are building in a riverbed, okay, in a valley, okay, but it's the dry season. Now, in the ancient uh, Near East, where, when Jesus was teaching and where he was teaching, uh, they have a wet season and a dry season. 
Okay? Now, it's very similar to here in the UK. Uh, here we have the dry season, which lasts for about three days in August. Okay? And then the whole rest of the year is the wet season. But in the Near East, it doesn't work like that. Okay? You have a, a dry season that lasts a very long time. And so in, in, uh, uh, in the wet season is a riverbed in a, a valley. Uh, actually, all the sand and the gravel gets very hard and very dry and, and in looks, at least, to be a really good foundation for a building. But here's the thing. This first builder, he looks ahead. He knows what's coming down the line. He knows it's only a matter of time before the, the rain comes and the winds come uh, and the flooding starts. And this sand becomes a, a riverbed again. And so he digs down, down to the rock where there's a solid foundation. And that's where he chooses to build. Let me ask you, children, do you think that's a wise thing to do? Is that a wise thing to do? I think it is. I think it's a wise thing to do. And it proves to be a wise thing to do. We see it uh, here in verse 25. Let me read it to you again. Oh, look, it happened. The rain came down. The streams rose. The wind blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. I wonder what the worst weather you've ever experienced is. Uh, for me, it was probably uh, in a, a, a town up on the coast of the northeast called Robin Hood's Bay. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there a few times. It's absolutely beautiful. I heartily recommend it as a holiday uh, destination. Uh, but I was there uh, right down by the waterfront, right up close to the sea. Uh, and on this particular occasion, a, a storm was coming in off the North Sea. And the rain was lashing down and the wind was howling. Uh, and, and where I was, the, the waves were crashing against the rocks and the spray was like up above my head. Terrible, terrible weather. Now, how do you think I felt in that moment? You might think I was terrified, wouldn't you? But actually, I don't think I've felt safer at many other points in my life. Because whilst all of those things I've told you are true, what I haven't told you is exactly where I was. And we've got a picture of it here. Uh, this is the Bay Hotel. And I was sat in the bar, one of those windows up there, right next to the fire with a newspaper and a drink. Uh, and the, the water, the waves were crashing right against here. But I think you can probably see this hotel is built out into the sea on a foundation of solid solid rock. You see, when the building rests on a solid foundation, the storms can rage all they want. The building is going to stand firm, isn't it? Uh, now, we wanted you to be able to see this for yourselves this morning, okay? And so what we decided to do was blow all that remains of the 2023 media budget for uh, Christchurch Harpenden on putting together a dramatic reconstruction of this, okay? So we've got, a, we've got a film for you to watch now, a dramatic reconstruction. Would you like to see that, guys? Do you want to see that? Okay, here it comes. Okay, here's the part one. Here we go, a rock. Uh, with sand on a rock and some foundations dug down to the rock. Now, this might look like a Jenga tower, but this is actually a wise person's house uh, being constructed before your eyes. 
There he is, the wise builder. This just in. An enormous storm has come in from the east. <laughs> Terrifying, I know. You need to cover your eyes, too. Quite the storm, isn't it? But even those storms come to an end. Well, there you go. Are you impressed? That was impressive, wasn't it? I thought that was impressive. With a solid foundation on the rock, the house will stand. Now, in a bit, we're going to think about um, the second part of Jesus' story, the guy who built on the sand. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to uh, have a go at playing a song. Now, I have a confession to make about this. Uh, in my preparation for this service, uh, I'd said to the musicians, um, uh, don't worry, uh, guys, I, I, I've got this. Okay, We'll, we'll be okay with this. However, it, it turned out um, when I was running through this with my family last night that I don't have this, uh, and I actually thought that this song went completely differently to how it does. Um, so I've tried to learn it, but bear with me. Okay, we're going we're gonna to go for this. It's quite a familiar one. It's quite an old one. Uh, I think there will be quite a few of you who know it. So uh, help me out, basically. All right, so why don't we stand up, uh, and we're going to sing about the wise man who built his house on the rock, the rock foundations, and built uh, his house there, and it made it through the storm. We've read about it, we've even seen it with our own eyes, okay? But he's not the only builder in the story, is he? Now, uh, who can tell me, children, from the end of verse 26, where did the second builder build his house? All I'll do is I'll count down from three and you can all shout it out, ready? One, two, three. Excellent. Well done. He built on the sand. Now, why build like that? Well, remember, we said he's probably building in like a, a riverbed, a valley during the dry season. It looks like a great place to build. It feels really solid under his feet. But he doesn't think ahead to what's yet to come. And so he decides just to build on the land as he finds it. And he probably thought himself very wise for saving himself the bother of digging down. But do you think that was wise, children? No, no. Well, it might have seemed that way. And some of us do like to cut corners where we can and think ourselves very wise. But it wasn't wise because of what happened. Look at verse 27. Just the same as before, the rain came down. The floods rose, the waters, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. But this time, it fell with a great crash. Uh, one of my fondest childhood memories is uh, going to the Isle of Wight with um, my brother and my cousin, and my dad and my uncle. Uh, and we we did it a few times, and one year we went to this place called Black Gang Chine. Maybe you've been there. Um, and at the time when I went, when I was a little kid, uh, there was this place called Frontierland, all right? And um, it was uh, like a kind of wild west town. You had a saloon, and you had like an old bank, and you had a trading post and all this stuff. And, and the reason I have such fond memories of it was that um, my dad and my uncle bought us all cap guns, 
Uh, now, in the 90s and the 80s, cap guns were a real thing. I doubt they're allowed anymore. Um, but basically, what happens is you go around, and when you pull the trigger on the cap gun, uh, it shoots these little caps, and it makes sounds like party poppers going off. It was really cool. Um, and basically, we spent as far as I can remember, an entire day just running around this Wild West area, uh, shooting at each other and collapsing dramatically, uh, pretending to be dead. Um, that's the kind of thing that I enjoyed when I was a little boy. Maybe you're the same if you're a little boy here today. But equally vivid in my mind, oh, I think we might have a picture of it, actually. Have we got there we go. That's what, that's what um, a quality uh, amusement park looked like in the 80s. Okay, so... <laughs> So, um, equally vivid in my memory, however, is going back a couple of years later and being really excited about going to Frontierland again, only to find that earlier that year there had been a terrible storm and the entire thing had just fallen into the sea. Um, if you know the Isle of Wight, uh, the cliffs, of, of, of a large portion of it anyway, are, are just sand. And this whole thing, all of it, had just one night collapsed into the sea. Terrible. When you build on sand, it is only a matter of time before a storm comes and sweeps the whole thing away. But again, we have spared no, we have spared no expense. And we want you to see this again for yourself. So are you ready for part two? Of the okay, here we go. Starts quite similarly to part one, to be fair. With a rock. And some sand on a rock. Oh, no digging down. Quite a lot of suspense, isn't there? He will get there. Eventually. Seems to be a bit of back and forth, really, with this building. Oh, here we go. Here we go. There he is. Okay. This just in. Another enormous storm has come in from the east. And it's only been like 10 minutes. I mean, seriously, people. Why am I still doing this job? I was told we we have to play all the credits. That was all the credits. Okay, there we go. Okay. There we go. Thank you. You are definitely too kind. Okay. You get the idea though, right? It looked pretty good at first, but when the storm comes, it all came crashing down. Now, in a bit, we're going to think about why Jesus told this story. Okay. Uh, but first, we're going to sing the second verse of that song. Okay, uh, the verse about uh, the foolish builder building on the sand. So if the musicians could come up again. Marvellous. Thank you very much. Do take a seat. 
Okay. We've thought about the first builder, the wise builder who dug down to the rock, built on that foundation, and when the storm came, his house stood firm. And we thought about the second builder, the builder who built on the sand. He didn't bother to dig down. And what he found is that when the storm eventually came, everything fell flat and was ruined and destroyed. Now, here's the question. Last thing for us to think about this morning. Why did Jesus choose to close his Sermon on the Mount by telling this story? Why did he do that? Well, let me tell you, it's not just because he wanted to give us some really good architectural and building advice. Okay? It is that. Don't go building your house on sand. Right? But it's a lot more than that. You see, this is a parable, a story with a, a deeper meaning behind it. You see, what Jesus is really talking about here is what we choose to do with his words. That's what Jesus is really talking about here. Look, look down at verse 24 again. He says as much himself. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. That's what he's saying. This wise builder is a picture of someone who not only hears Jesus' words, but puts them into practice in their life. And similarly, look at verse 26. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. That second builder, Jesus says, is like a picture of someone who hears his words, but doesn't put them into practice, doesn't live them out. You see, in this story, choosing the foundation that you build on is a picture of choosing what you do with Jesus' words. Uh, one guy who was reflecting on this parable wrote this. He said, to live means to build. To live is to build. Every ambition a person has, everything that we, we want to see for ourselves and for others, every uh, idea or thought that we have in our heads, every word that we speak with our mouths, every deed, every action that we perform is, as it were, a building block. And as we live, we build. The structure of our life rises. But not all builders are the same. Some are wise and some are foolish. Now what, according to Jesus, makes the difference between a wise and a foolish builder? That sounds quite harsh, doesn't it? But those are the words that Jesus chooses to use. What makes the difference, according to Jesus? Well, it's what we choose to do with his words. When we hear them, what will we do? Will we put them into practice or will we not? I wonder, as you look back over 2023, how do you feel you've done? Have you built your life wisely or not? What have you done with Jesus' words? H have you listened to them? Well, well, great. But what have you done with them? Have you put them into practice in your life? Now, why does this matter? Well, for two reasons. The storms of this life and the storm to come. You see... Uh, in this story, building, as we've seen, is a picture of, of our lives lived out. 
That's part of the picture, but it's not only about building, is it? It also involves storms. And those storms in this story are a a picture of the, the challenges and the difficulties that we face. I don't know what 2024 has in store for you. I really sincerely hope that it is a wonderful year of blessing for you. But let's be honest, not every year is like that, is it? Some years aren't great. And it's only a matter of time before we experience challenges and difficulties, maybe with friends or with family. Uh, Maybe challenges or difficulties at school or in the workplace. Maybe challenges or difficulties with our health or our bank balance. See, when those things come, and they will come to all of us sooner or later, where we've built will make all the difference. And Jesus says the person who's built their life on the rock-solid foundation of his words, that person, yes, they will find it tough when the challenges and the hard things of this life come but they won't find that the whole of their life comes crashing down. That's what Jesus says. But that's not the only thing Jesus is saying. You see, he doesn't just have the storms of this life in mind. And we see that from verse 21. Let me read it to you again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. You see, Jesus doesn't just have the storms of this life in mind. He has the storm, the great storm of the final judgment to come in mind. And what he says is on that last day, what will make the difference is not whether we came to church and we listened to Jesus' word. It's whether we built our lives on the foundation of his word, whether we believed it and we put it into practice in our lives. That's what Jesus says here. And so the question for each of us this coming year is, how are you going to build? How are you going to build in 2024? If we only listen to Jesus' words rather than living them out, will we be able to weather the storms? not just of 2024, but of the judgment to come. Finally, what would make 2024 a better year? Well, if it was a year in which we were committed to not just listening to Jesus, but to living for Jesus, to building our lives on the foundation of his word. We're going to sing again in a moment of Jesus who saves who is able to save from our failure to live out his word when we put our trust in him. But before we do that, let's just have a moment of quiet to reflect back on 2023 and to look forward to 2024 and recommit ourselves to living for Jesus. Let's just have a minute of quiet.